McDonald's chicken isn't just any chicken. It's chicken worth crossing the road for. It's tender, it's juicy, and now it's just $2. That's right. Now you can order six pieces of classic chicken McNuggets made with all white meat for just $2. And if you can't believe this amazing deal, add any size soft drink to your order for just a dollar more. Yep, your meal just got even better. Thanks to McDonald's one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. A la carte only. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to another epic edition of the Jerry Jones Show. Hosted by Jerry Jones, along with his sidekick, Kevin Anderson. Each and every episode is guaranteed to increase your profits and decrease your stress in dentistry. Welcome to the show. Craig, let's take this into a different direction. <clears throat> um, let's talk about uh, something that uh, it, at times for me it's challenging. I, I will run up against a situation where uh, we can't get a, a particular uh, direct mail piece to work in a given area. Um, it doesn't happen a lot, but it does happen on occasion. Um, and so what I always tell my clients is if we're going to do a direct mail campaign for you, we're going to start off with a split test and then depending on what that split test tells us, we're going to measure the number of calls, the length of the calls, how many new patients appointed, you know, first visit revenue. We're going to take a look at those things and then determine which route we go next. When, when, uh, when this does not work well, I find that it's usually uh, a mailing list problem. Occasionally it's, it's an issue with demographics and uh, it might even be a, uh, an issue with um, saturation in the marketplace. Um, what, what would you, how would you advise a dentist to choose a mailing list for their office for new patients? What process would you take them through? Uh, boy, that's, that's a good question. I mean, there's, there's a lot that can be done. And I think, you know, every, every market, as you said, is different. And so you, when uh, one market may have, um, may have you, may, you may have patients that are generally younger and uh, more, you know, maybe has, it's younger with families with kids, or maybe your market is somewhere where it's more, mainly older patients and there they're, they're are no kids um, at home. Maybe they're off at college or whatnot. But I think it's, it's finding out, okay, who are your primary patients? What do they look like? What is their age, their income? Um, where do they live? And the more you can find out about your existing patients, which kind of tells the style of, um, of practice that you have, then you can take that information and try and go out and find more like them. So let's say that your practice is, is catering more towards seniors, but yet you do a mailing and it's going to those in their 30s. Well, you might not con- your message may not connect with them because that's not who you are. That's not who you normally market to. That's not who's in your office every day. So I would say you've got to try and find uh, who your best customers are, find out the details about them, and then when looking for a mailing list, try and find prospects that look like your best customers. So if you know that the one that spends the most money with you is a, a female age 50-plus who's got an income of $75,000 or more a year, that's the type of prospects we need to find more of. Um, and with the, the way the, the Postal Service works now, I mean, we can narrow this down to the exact carrier route. So if we know um, where these people are located, we can go within those neighborhoods with those exact characteristics and make them a very specific offer and make the copy target them directly so we can refer to things that they would relate to. 
So does that does that help things or does that confuse things more? <laughs> no, that's 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 what I was looking for. Um, so another way to look at this too might be if you let's say for example you're a, a brand new uh, you're a new owner of a practice you bought a practice and it's filled with senior citizens and you've noticed a shift in the community being more you know becoming younger. Um, in that case, you may want to not look at your existing or if you have let's say predominantly um, a lower income patient and you want to raise and change the type of patient you attract, you'd obviously want to go to a different demographic. But what you're saying is whatever demographic you're going after, your message really has to match uh, the type of person you're, you're trying to attract. In other words, when they get the mailing piece, they've got to say, oh, this is for me. Or this is talking about family. And by golly, I happen to have two kids and I don't have a dentist and I'm new to town and this sounds perfect. So they have to self-identify. Is that is that kind of uh, that, that, what you're saying? That, yeah, that's exactly right. And you you want to have the whole the whole message and the theme and the the copy to relate to that age group you're going after and and, and connect with them. Um, I recently just did mailing for a financial advisor, and his market was going after um, senior, seniors, and they were his typical customer is a very conservative um, older senior. So we, the, the piece that we sent out, I selected a stamp that was the Ronald Reagan stamp. Oh, perfect. And so it's a picture of Ronald Reagan. So now we're taking a step further of trying to connect with that prospect. We want to connect with them as many levels as we can, and by them seeing a picture of Ronald Reagan on the outside of this envelope, that's one more step we take to show them, hey, we're a conservative outfit. We're you know, trying to really um, go as far as we can with it. So, and the message to... Uh, if you want young, affluent families, you want to make sure that everything in your copy and design and offer is something that would make sense for them. Right. Um, so that Ronald Reagan stamp, in effect, even serves to repel the wrong kind of client. Yes, exactly. That's beautiful. That's a very subliminal, you know, very um, low, very high function, high level um, thought but it functions at the most guttural level of human psychology. I mean, you're either attracted to or you're repelled by Ronald Reagan. And exactly. if you're repelled, you're the wrong guy. So that's or gal, that's perfect. Um that is going to the nth degree of uh of studying who your client is. Um and and Craig, when we wrap this up, uh remind me I want to uh, I've I've got something of interest for you on financial advisors that uh, may be useful so we can go back and talk okay. about that. So <laughs> I so my clients I've I've got a, a couple dozen clients that are financial advisors and so you know we do some work with them as well and something that might be useful to you we'll see. But um okay, so in the in the dental world looking at this, you know, from a dentist standpoint, um would you advise a dentist, and the reason why I'm asking this, I'm, I'm kind of asking for myself, but I'm also looking at this from a standpoint of, I had a conversation today with a new, a new member of mine, um, and he's got a, a dental office where he's, he's divided his mailing list into two sections, a north section and a south section. So there's north of his office and then south of his office. North of his office is close to uh, an old, old east coast city, um, and south of his office is, you know, it's it's an expansion of the city. It's the kind of the burbs. Um, and he was telling me that the northern uh, mailing isn't doing as well, and the southern, you know, section two that he mails to is doing really well with his direct mail. So we got to talking about the different offers, and he was mailing the same offer to both sections. Um, my advice to him was, you know, um, you need to you need to create a different piece to mail to the northern section because you're mailing into an established 
older neighborhoods. A lot of these folks have dentists or think they have a dentist, um, and they're probably at a different stage in in life than the ones south of your office. So in other words, they're they're probably in their 50s and on up. Um, so we we talked about potentially mailing um, a retro design. So you talked about design. Um, is that kind of, I mean, what would you do in a situation like that? I'm kind of curious if I, if I uh, you know, if, if that's something that resonates uh, totally. with you. So I, I, think you I, think, I think you hit the nail on the head there. I mean, that's exactly right. Um, because it's two different groups, you should do something different with a copy and with the design. Um, when I have, uh, you know, pet food stores that I'm doing mailings for, we're going after females. So we make sure that the colors of the sales piece are more pastel, things that, that are that, uh, turquoise and yellows and, and oranges that, that uh, women are going to be attracted to because that's who we want. That's the, one, that's the people that are shopping in the store. They're the ones that we're going after, so we cater the sales piece toward them. Um, if we're going towards men, we're going to use more blues and, and we're going to make the, the piece more of a masculine feel. Um, so there's so many little things that we can do as marketers to try and really hone in on our on our prospects and really gravitate towards the ones that are the clients that we want. And we can do little things like design to, um, to help grab get their attention and get them to respond. You mentioned um, pastels. <clears throat> uh, one of the most successful postcards I've ever created and mailed is uh, it's. Uh, it, I, I took the idea of the design out of a very old, 80-plus-year-old um, graphic design textbook. I mean, this thing is old and the pages are brown. And um, it's from the early 1900s. And in this book, it said that women are naturally attracted to oval shapes, you know, and uh, and pastel colors. So we cre- I, I wrote the copy and, you know, sort of slanted it towards, um, towards a potential woman reader, especially since the vast majority of, of appointments are made by women in a dental office. So um, interesting enough, where that postcard has been mailed, it will, it will outpull uh, any, any other direct mail piece often that I put it up against. And we'll take an area that's dead that we just can't get a response in off of a different type of postcard, mail that in and we'll get response. It's just the darndest thing. But, um, but there again, it's appealing to the person getting the piece and the colors, the shapes, and, and the feel and the texture and, and that sort of thing. So I think that's really um, smart advice. Um, it, yeah, and you know, I remember you writing about both of those, the, the retro version and then there's the, the pastel one you, you mentioned. I remember you writing about those in your Clear Path Society uh, newsletter. I've, I remember reading those and going, yeah, Jerry's got to figure it out. He's, <laughs> he's got this dialed in. So I was glad to hear that you're doing it too because, you know, you and I talk about these things as if, Everyone's doing them, but the reality is, is most marketers miss this stuff. They don't, they don't get down to the details of what color you use and, and what shape it's in and what type of font you use. They just think any old piece is going to work or not work, whereas you, know, you and I, we really try and take care of every detail, knowing that those details are what help generate the response. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, What's been a recent discovery you've made uh, that would be applicable to uh, business-to-consumer, or in this case, dentist-to-consumer, dentist-to-prospective patient, in direct mail? Has there been any, um, been any big revelations for you in the last uh, six months or two years? I mean, I would say in the last two years, the biggest trend is, that, um, is driving prospects online. Um, you know, right now I'm sending out close to 300 mailings a year. About 100 of those mailings are strictly driving prospects to an online 
um, sales funnel, whether that's a video, a sales letter, sign up for a webinar, some, some sort of online feature. And two years ago, I would say I was probably only doing a dozen, maybe two dozen mailings that, that were driving customers online. So there's been a significant change in driving more and more prospects uh, to online sales funnel. That's been a, a huge change, and there's been some great uh, strategies to make that work better that, that, have, that have come out of that and come out of testing. Um, are you using any um, uh, customized URLs, any pearls? Mm -hmm. They call them person Are you using those at all? Yes, that's one of the things is using a Perl personal URL has been huge, and that's, you know, if it's uh, Jerry Jones Direct forward slash Craig Simpson, the Craig Simpson would be the personalized part. And, and then you can make the campaign look like, hey, Jerry, Jerry made his, you know, a special website for you. Go to Jerry Jones Direct forward slash Craig Simpson, and uh, you'll see your personal page. And then when that person goes in and they type in that information, um, and it's usually like Craig Dash Simpson or Craig Dot Simpson. Um, the the programming behind that will make it so that when I go to that web page, it'll say "Welcome, Craig," and then uh, and then you can actually have that feed the fields below, like whatever it is you want them to do, whether it's to opt in or give you more information. You can have that first or last name already populated those fields because you they've used the Perl technology to say, "Okay, this is who this customer is. We already have information on them, so we can plug it in here." Right. That's um that's big. I you know, I've not yet tested that in a dental office. I should. Um I'm all set up to test it. We've got all the software and I just you know, for whatever reason, um it just hasn't come to the top of the list yet, but it will. Um when you are doing uh uh oh shoot, I forgot what I was gonna where I was gonna go with this, but um dry oh yeah. Um I I coach my members uh to be careful about where their website appears in direct mail. And in particular, most often we will not include a website uh, on a direct mail piece. My reasoning for that is um, unless I want them to go to the website, I'm not going to put it on there. If I want them to go to the website like you're talking about, it's intentional to push them to the web. There's no other option for them to respond. It's only a web page. Um, I 100% I agree with that. What I've noticed in testing over the years is when we have a phone number and a website, the response rates drop. And uh, we found the reason why they drop is a, patient, a prospective patient will get the postcard and instead of calling to make an appointment, they go online. And once they go online and they don't have um, a bridle on them, you know, uh, like a horse, you know, they don't have a, yep. a, a tether to lead them around, they start wandering, they forget why they went online and they don't call, or they, call, they, or they find a website they like better and make their decision uh, on, uh, on dental care based on the look of a website. So have you, have you had any um, experience with that? or What's your take on, on my position on that? I, I want to know if I'm, uh, you know, if I'm uh, drinking my own Kool-Aid or if it's a valid <laughs> concern or a valid thought. You are exactly right on that. And so, so for the mailings that, the 200-plus mailings I do that do not drive prospects online, we do not put a URL on there. We try and avoid that at all costs. There are times where the client says, I really want it on there, but I've, I would prefer, you know, hands down, do not put it on there if that's not what you want them to do. Um, and I've tested this on a high level. I mean, I've tested multiple times where I'm mailing 50,000 mail pieces with a phone number and URL, versus 50,000 pieces with just a phone number 
and every time you'll see the one with just the phone number will get a higher response rate. And I think it's the same reason. I think people go on and they price shop. They find um, someone else's website they look better, they like better, they 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 get distracted. I mean, what it's an excuse to go online and check your email and look at Facebook and Twitter and all those other things. So what you're doing when you put your URL on there is you're you're asking them to be distracted from what it is you want them to do. Now, the only time I I mean that the only time that this uh that I do put the URL on is if that's the one call to action and it's very specific. Go here to get this. Um that's the one time that I see it works better, but it does not go hand in hand with the phone number. You got to do one or the other. Uh, that that was um, my results for my testing too, and um, and it's interesting, you know, how um, how clients sometimes will want to fight that. And what I tell them is your answer exactly is uh, let's split test it and let's find out which one works better. That way, you don't have to take my word for it. You can just listen to the money speak. And um, yep. you know, so it's it's rare where we'll where at this point we will do that because you you know tend to be like hey you know I don't want I don't want to spend the money if you don't think it's going to be a good move. Um, I was trying to put myself in the position. I know you you do this also. I was trying to put myself in the position of being the client. What what's in my best interest as a member of ClearPass Society to do? And um, you know, do I want my members wasting money? No, I don't. I mean, you know, the more money I can help them make, the less I can keep them from wasting uh, unnecessarily, the better. Um, and so, you know, I always kind of take that approach. And uh, um, by the way, um, uh, one other thing to add to our list to talk about after this call <laughs> is uh, uh, I've got a great idea, and, and, and I think uh, I think you'll like it. So um, I wrote okay, it. Good. So, all right. um, this is why I love doing these calls. I always learn as much as, uh, as my listeners do on these. So. Hey, Jerry Jones here. Thank you for joining me on this edition of The Jerry Jones Radio Show. You've reached the end of this segment, and in just a few days, we'll post the next, or in some cases, the final segment of this show. You can always listen in to the next segment or show by visiting jerryjonesdirect.com forward slash podcast. You can subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher, or find the show at blogtalkradio.com forward slash jerryjones. For more information about Jerry Jones Direct, go to jerryjonesdirect.com or give us a call, 503-339-6000. Our member ambassadors are standing by to assist you. And once again, thank you for listening to The Jerry Jones Radio Show. McDonald's chicken isn't just any chicken. It's chicken worth crossing the road for. It's tender, it's juicy, and now it's just $2. That's right. Now you can order six pieces of classic chicken McNuggets made with all white meat for just $2. And if you can't believe this amazing deal, add any size soft drink to your order for just a dollar more. Yep, your meal just got even better. Thanks to McDonald's one, two, three dollar menu. Price and participation may vary. A la carte only. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal.